0: Talk.com, NBC Sports, Twitter.com, Talk. dot com NBC
1: keep
0: better and Haw slash Sports Radio talk. Mike the score. Chicago We love our and to We to Mike Florio, We and he We us now. and on the Signature Bank Score Hotline, Signature Bank, making commercial banking, personal. Michael, good morning. How are you? Guys, I'm I'm
1: uh, doing as well as I can given the situation that we're still monitoring very closely, involving Demar Hamlin and the Buffalo Bills. Something that. We all knew it was on the radar screen as a possibility, but we never expected it to happen. And now we just wait for further information from the team or the family or the University of Cincinnati Medical Center.
0: It, are you surprised there isn't more information, Mike? I'm trying not to read too much into it, but I really thought this morning there would be a little more clarity. I, it makes me worry, frankly, but I don't know what to expect.
1: I don't know what to expect, and we decided last night while processing everything that has happened that we're just going to confine our, our focus on official statements from the team, from the hospital, from the family, from the league, and wait. There's really nothing else to do. We've suspended coverage of all other issues in the NFL. There's nothing else to talk about. There's nothing else to do other than, than show genuine concern Compassion, not just for DeMar Hamlin, although by far his status is the top priority, but everyone who was down on the field last night the players, the coaches, the staff people suffered a significant psychological and emotional trauma. Think about how it affected you watching the game, you, anybody who had the game on, anybody that was paying attention to it and was troubled by it, harmed by it, traumatized by it. Multiply that by 10,000, and that's what the individuals right there experienced. And I I trust that part of this process, this healing process, that will take however long it needs to take includes giving the appropriate care to the individuals who surely were deeply traumatized by what they witnessed last night. Mike, we heard from Troy Vincent in the wee hours of the morning. He explained why there was the 43 minutes between the pause of the game and the official uh, postponement of the game, what did you make of what Troy Vincent had to say? Well, they had to make decisions in real time without the benefit of a manual, without the benefit of precedent. They have extensive plans in place. There's an emergency action plan that kicks in when there is a serious injury. There are scores of medical professionals available at the scene. There's a level one trauma center in close proximity to every NFL stadium, and they provided the care as quickly and as expeditiously as they could, and then they made the decisions that needed to be made about whether and to what extent those teams were in the right frame of mind to continue. And again, there's no prior case we can cite to say, well, this is how they handled that situation, and that's what was learned from it. This is the case that is going to set the precedent Moving forward, when this happens again, if this happens again. And th- th- that's the reality. You know, you have human beings making human decisions, acting on human emotions, doing the best they can while the clock is ticking. And I went back and watched everything from the moment the injury happened until the suspension of the game was announced and it, it, it's it's just people trying to figure out the right thing to do and I think the NFL handled it as best they could there's that weird question of where the the notion of giving the players five minutes to warm up and continue came from I mean whether that's standard procedure when there's a, a, a protracted delay due to injury and somebody thought that was going to be the right way to go until they realized it wasn't whatever the case may be Again, there's no precedent for this, and once they realized the players were in no condition to even think about continuing to play, that's when they decided to move on. And clearly, it was the right decision to make.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, I don't know what else they could have done, frankly, uh, Mike. And and you know, I I guess as you as you watch that unfold, it it is. It is a blessing that that there are defibrillators at games. It is a blessing that the technology has advanced to a point where you know something like this occurs and people are there immediately and it, and everybody joins together. And and I think that it was it was a it was really a lesson in all the things that people practice coming into play. All the all the the things that they work on all come to you know a moment where they can be there and they can do everything humanly possible to try to make sure they take care uh, of the player and get him in the ambulance and get him to the hospital and you know the rest is is in god's hands i mean the rest you just sort of sit back and and say a prayer and hope for the best there's really nothing else to be done because it was an extraordinary circumstance and and, and i just don't know What else could have been done for him?
1: And what's jarring about this, as we, from time to time, take up the question of whether parents should feel comfortable allowing their children to play football at lower levels of the sport, at the lower levels, you don't have that level of immediacy. You don't have that quality of care. You don't have that many people in a position to mobilize. And provide the appropriate attention, and I, I think that it's it's it it's a conscious decision, an informed decision that parents need to make. We've been so focused on head trauma. There are other ways you can suffer serious injury or worse playing football. And I I, I think it, to me, when you consider all the resources that are rightfully available at the NFL level, and even then how scary and terrifying and horrifying the situation was. You you think about the fact that that, and it does happen from time to time at lower levels of the sport. It's just not a national shared experience. Last night was the first time where millions were tuned in to see something like that happen. Corey Stringer died 21 years ago as a result of heat stroke at a training camp practice. We weren't all watching it happen. There've been other incidents over the years where there wasn't this kind of hyper-focus on the moment, and I, I just think it's going to spark discussion, debate, and some informed decisions moving forward by a lot of people at every level of the sport. It's it's that one little blip on the radar screen that we never thought would happen. We knew it was there, and now it's happened, and I think it's going to take some time for everyone to process it. Mike, we know the focus is on DeMar Hamlin and his recovery, but if you had a gut feeling of whether or not this game will be continued or played at all, what is it? I don't think the game will be played. I don't think the game should be played. I don't think the Bills or Bengals players should be expected to go out onto a football field again until the appropriate health care professionals, mental health care professionals, have determined that they are fit to proceed. And whether that means... Uh, They play this weekend and all of week 18 is pushed back a week and we eliminate the buy between the conference championships and the Super Bowl like the league did in 2001 after 9-11. They took the full week of games and tacked it on to the end of season and wiped out the two-week interval or whether they just don't play the game and determine final standings based on winning percentage they had a protocol ready to go during the pandemic in 2020 if games were canceled they were going to determine playoff seating based on winning percentage that's another way to go forward and the other reality is games are due to be played in four days there's two games not involving these two teams but games are due to be played and the bills are due to play in five days the bengals are due to play in five days and Where we are right now, you know, the league said last night they'll make decisions and have conversations at the appropriate time. I don't know when the appropriate time will be, but time keeps ticking. And at some point, decisions make themselves if we don't get to the point where people are comfortable and it's not appropriate to have the conversations about what to do next.
0: Mike, thanks a ton. Thanks uh, so much. Great talking to you. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, guys. That is Mike Florio, and that's, uh, that's very interesting that they have suspended covering anything else until they have some. You can hear it in his voice. No you can question. hear it in everybody's voice. Yeah. This is a no very question. serious matter, and I think everybody is just waiting for some good news to come out of Cincinnati. 312 644 67 67. It's Mullion Hall at Chicago Sports Radio, 6 7 of the score.